Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Wednesday, and this is the twelfth and last day of Christmas. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter, beginning this morning at verse 41. Now every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was twelve years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among the relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you with great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine in human favor. The word of the Lord. From the beginning of Luke's gospel, we have heard how Jesus' family Each member of it is faithful and devout. Because Mary is the mother of Jesus, we often wonder about her righteousness. Was it Mary's devout and righteous heart that moved God to choose her? Well, not in the sense that Mary's righteousness in and of itself makes her worthy or earns God's favor. It is really God's choosing in the presence of the Spirit and the presence of Jesus, that makes Mary holy, not her own righteousness. And yet, 
while her faithfulness and obedience does not merit the privilege, and the same holds true for Joseph, both their faith, their obedience, and and both of their righteous observance of all that God commanded in the law is not nothing. It's not some detail to be thrown off. In what other environment would it be possible to raise the Messiah? Jesus, like other children, must learn God's word, learn the covenant, learn to observe all God's commands for God's people. And this would simply be impossible in a family that does not observe the law or actively practice their faith. In fact, we must wonder if the angel's words to Mary would have been comprehensible to a woman who was less devout than Mary. Without an active living faith, Mary's obedience to God's word is impossible. This is the last story of Jesus' youth, and it shows a family faithfully observing the Passover, but it also presents a very precocious and gifted child who amazes the experts in the temple. Jesus knows scripture. In a mystical way, of course, he is the word of God, but he also lives and acts entirely from out of scripture. The story of his ministry will come full circle and end with his amazing teaching in Jerusalem just before he is crucified. In a way, this story of Jesus' youth makes us wonder, what could have been had the Jerusalem elite received his teaching and welcomed him as the Lord's anointed. In a way, that is the good news that Jesus invites us into, to hear how he interprets God's word and how he teaches us and how he lives and acts and moves so that we can follow him. But we also must remember that Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension are no accident. They are according to Scripture. He is the suffering servant who lays down his life to redeem his people. Do you think that that is a, that, that Jesus' amazing answers and questions, the ones that he poses to the experts in Jerusalem, do you think it could be that already, just as a young boy, Jesus is starting to redefine their expectation and understanding of the Messiah according to the Scripture and according to the way that he himself will soon begin to embody Sometimes we get a little bogged down in what we're supposed to believe about Jesus that we forget to listen to and meditate on his teachings so that we can live a life that expresses our love for the Heavenly Father in the same way that he did. So we might spend our days going on about our Father's business. We might do so in obedience and devotion to our Heavenly Father in Jesus' name. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, 
where you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, and for the gift of relationship with others. Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all through Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who are sick, and for those who tend to them, for those who are grieving and mourning, and those who bring comfort, for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and especially for the people, the ministry, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good, render to no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God. <laughs>